You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Matt. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 781, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. And if you're wondering why I'm laughing, since my family always says that I'm really bad about laughing and starting a show, uh, Matt and I were talking about full moon stories. <laughs> That's the best way to start a podcast is laughing. Yes, I know. But before we get started, we'd like to we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you anywhere in the world. Text Vicky or me, Matt, for a free quote at 636-373-4497. So a lot of times I know we get on here and we banter and when in the news we wrote we do some negative and we really do try to stay positive but um matt and i well all of us that are on the show love disney and so i just feel like matt and i could just talk disney every day for 24 7 yes so um i know it's been a while since we've been a show like this maybe with my family even i don't even remember how long ago it was but just talking about disney why we go to disney what are reasons we you know so we can talk to people so they don't think that it's all the negative because it really isn't and we know that because we know how to find the positive that that's true yeah it's not the i mean they do such a great job of portraying negativity for everything you know they fall in line with it but it's not true don't buy the hype <laughs> no you you make the vacation disney provides the bubble Yes. Yeah, it's 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 definitely something to go into with a like everything else. You should have a positive mindset. Like I know so many people that go that are new to the parks and they're already they already don't like it. They you know, well, it's always crowded and it's so expensive. I'm like, that's not the winning attitude. Like you, no matter where you go, if you have a bad attitude, you're going to have a bad time. Well, there's a lot of pa- places that are crowded. I mean, honestly, you can go to the beach and Oh yeah. And be crowded or you could go and look for a different beach which may not be as snazzy or however you want to look at or say um and not have very many people like we just went to the public park beaches and they were less crowded so that's what you have to do is find the time so we're just going to talk disney so um matt's been going since he was a kid i know we talked about that one on one of the episodes yeah and how old were your kids i forgot when they first went uh, the boys, Gabe, he took his first trip. He turned one. Uh, so it was like his first trip, his first birthday, his first haircut at the barbershop was all on one day. So that, that was awesome. And then that is awesome. Uh, Elias, he, he's been there in utero. And then first time we took him, he was seven months old. So, yeah, so they've been there. And then my kids were more were a little bit older. And it wasn't I know a lot of people are like, when do you go? Obviously, you took your kids really young. And it, mine had nothing to do with we were waiting till the right time. Yeah. It just, my friends were like, do you want to go? We said, yes, we made the trip. And so Joey and Kayla were nine and 12. And then somebody said, oh, that was too old to take them. There really is no too old. 
No, or too, or too young. Like, yeah. I, I get that question a lot. You know, is he too young? I'm like, you know, there's a certain age where it's it's for you. Like, I wanted those baby memories. I want, you know, that foundation. You know, I wanted to start that foundation right away. And those memories are for me. Like, of course, they don't remember those trips, but I certainly do. You know, I can show them the pictures. I'm like, look, you're an OG Disney kid. You've been there since you were in diapers. Like, and, that is, and then as they get older and transition in ages, the trips change. Like, that's the best part about it. Every year, you know, because we go every year. So every year as they get older, it's a different perspective. You know, even though it's the same thing they've done and done, the perspective changes and it's almost like a completely different trip. So there is, there's, you're not too young. There's not too old. There's literally something for every age bracket. And that's part of the, the joy of it. Yeah, it really is. And the thing, I don't know if Stephanie made this up or she heard somebody, but I gave her credit for it because when she got back with that trip with Lucy before she turned three, she said, up to three, that's for me. And then over three is when some kids will start remembering. And I know that oh, my kids really don't remember too far back in their life younger than that. I don't know if your boys do, but I remember not huge amounts of things that happened, but one thing, I had a dog when I was two, and my dad, it was not long before he died that he argued with me that I did not have that dog. <laughs> I'm like, I had that dog for a week, and you got rid of it because it barked too much. So um, you just never know what they're going to remember. Hopefully, it's not that their dog got given away. <laughs> I wasn't bitter about I really wasn't. I understood because my dad worked nights, so he <laughs> sleeps through the day, but or did sleep through the day. But yeah, so... When you go to Disney, you have to make a plan that works for your family and not everybody's plan is going to work the same. But I will tell you, these people that go and I'm not and I know Matt likes to do this, too. So he's probably going to talk opposite and that's OK. A lot of people go and they go from open to close. A lot of times that's not a good thing to do yeah. because that's where you see the fights. Yeah, absolutely. We we always kept in mind like we try to go hard but we keep on the kids schedule like if we if we know every day they nap at one you know especially if they're younger if you know they nap at one o'clock leave go back to your room give them that nap and uh we've never knock on wood we've I've ne we've never had a meltdown uh but like i know my family i know how we how hard we can go or you know like and we can just we go 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 and there's some people that after three or four hours like their kids need a break you know it's over it's very overwhelming it's it's visual audio stimulation it's intense so it's you know if you know your kids you know if you know your kids are a little shy and timid don't just shove them in everything's face don't shove them in the characters faces that's when you get meltdowns when you when they you know when they get pushed then they they start cracking and that's when everyone starts getting grumpy that's what people complain about that they don't like about the trips, but you can prevent that, obviously. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Get there when it opens. And even my husband will tell you who thinks that the morning is Satan's hours. Um, <laughs> he does. He says that. He and Joey both have a shirt that say, um, I only do mornings at Disney. Um, get up and then, like uh, Matt said, leave about one o'clock. Even if you don't have a small child that wants to take a nap, your own body could take a rest because you don't need to keep going at the intensity that some people go. No. Then that's when you see the parents. I well, they don't really spank their kids anymore. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't want to get into that conversation. <laughs> but I'm just saying you're pushing your kids to do something, then they might regret it. And that's not what this is all about. Yeah. Take the rest. Go lay at the pool. Go sleep. Whatever works for you. Sleeping works for my family. Although the last couple of Disney trips that we were there, we didn't do our normal plan. 
of sleeping because we were off property one. Well, actually both, because we did the, the good neighbor this last time. So we weren't really right there. So we didn't really take the naps, but. You know, we, you know, my boys get up super early, no matter what time they go to bed, they're up at 6 a.m. So rope drop is like, you know, that's three hours into our day already. So that's, that's <laughs> nothing for us. Uh, and we do take a midday break because, you know, we, we do rope drop, we go hard. And as soon as those parks fill up and you get that overhead sun, that's when we leave, you know, lunch, swim, nap, come back right before pre-dusk and go hard the rest of the day. Uh, yeah, and we all nap, like, and you pass out. As soon as those lights are off, we're out like a light, and then we're back up, hitting it hard again. But we know our pace, and we know how hard we can go. Because we do it all the time. Like, I, I feel bad for people. Their first trip in that, like, pressure. Like, oh, we gotta, we gotta do everything. We gotta see everything. We're gonna push you guys from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's a losing strategy and it's because they're so pressured with this the you know all the things they got to do and uh what's everything that everybody told them they needed to do also yeah like are you, are you guys lazy plan your strategy off how your, your weekends are you know you really do have to think about that because even if you go with your friends you their schedule is probably going to look different than yours yeah. And then that can cause animosity. I know that when we got in the car, I don't know if I told you guys, I, I mean, I think I've said it on the air before, but I don't know if you've ever heard me say it, Matt. But when we went that time, we didn't know, were we going to go again? And so we got in the car and we did a girl car and a guy car. Although the, my son stayed in the car with his friend that was a girl at the time. She said, I love you guys all. And I hope we're still friends when this is over. <laughs> and we went like crazy, like so crazy busy two and three parks a day that that's why she said that to us but you don't need to do that no. but i do want to say if you think that you're only going to go one time every five or ten years or maybe one time ever i'm strongly suggesting that you go seven to eight days absolutely you can have two days in each park a little break you can take those breaks and not feel guilty about it and you should be able to get the majority of what you're wanting to get done done Oh yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, and then you have one day where you can, you know, go hard and, and then your second day in those parks is you filling in the holes. You know, okay, we didn't get on this. We didn't get on that. Oh, hey, let's do that again. We really like that. Yeah, at least seven or eight, I would say. I mean, there's just, it's just so much to do and to really nail all the strong points of each park, you need that time to not feel overwhelmed and rushed. And, and don't hear what I'm not saying either. You don't have to do that. But yeah. if you're, if you're like Matt said, you don't want the pressure. So to alleviate that pressure, you just stay more time. And then you have time for the naps and the pool and the go to Disney Springs and have an ice cream or I don't know what you want to do at Disney Springs. Just sit there. I mean, there's a lot of ambiance there. It's like a fifth park that you don't pay for. Um, but yeah, you, those are things that to consider for your family. I feel so bad when people get on there with me and say, um, when they're booking a trip, well, I got to do this. And my friend said, I got to do this. And my friend said, but what does your family want to do? Because yeah. yes, I suggest things if someone asks me, but I don't say you have to do that. And you have to, because that does add stress to your trip. We don't want to give them a nervous breakdown before they ever leave. Yeah, I mean, like, no no two families vacation the same. You know, I don't know two families that sit down and eat dinner the same. So, to, you know, for someone else, back, here's what you have to do. It's like, you know, here, here are the classic, classic things that you, you should try to do, like, you right. know, Haunted Mansion, Pirates, all, the, all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, there's, you know, everyone's a Disney, a Disney professional. <laughs> 
And the other thing that I think is really important and is a blessing, technology has some negative sides for sure, but I love YouTube for that because um, some people, their kids love dinosaurs at a young age. Like we had a lot of boys, I don't know if your boys were into dinosaurs, but we had these boys at church three years old and they knew like all these names. (laughs) They were gonna take their kid on the dinosaur ride. And I said, I love the dinosaur ride. I'm an adult. So I'm like, you may want to let them watch the little YouTube video because mm, it's not for everybody. No, turn the speakers up as loud as they can go. And that's not even a fraction of how loud it's going to be. Yeah, that ride, you know, uh, we went with, with my son was, when my oldest was, I don't know, eight. And then our nephew, my nephew was with us too. And they scared the crap out of both of them. Like when that dinosaur comes in at the end, they were tucked in so tight. <laughs> it's dark. Those pictures are always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a bunch of those. We're all cowering. <laughs> So after I told this, we shouldn't tell everybody what they should do. I just thought we might list some must-dos that we think are good for Disney when you go. Um, Not necessarily you have to do them. Just like fun things to do as a family. Yeah. I mean, there's a million of them. (laughs) There is. You know, you can have an attractions list, a dining list, a resort list. Like You can start with whatever you want, Matt. I mean, attraction-wise, you know, pirates... Haunted Mansion, Small World, Peter Pan, those are the epitome of a Disney attraction. You know, you know, like if people are like, oh, what are things that, you know, I, I usually don't push thrill rides because they're over, over so quick and all that stuff. I'm like, hey, listen, you got to go on these little dark rides. They might seem silly, but they're not. They're the heart of the whole park, you know. People mover. I'm always pushing people mover on yes. people. I'm like, it is so chill. It'll give you a break. Get off your feet for a few bits. You could never get enough people mover. Yeah. And then some people are like, oh, so you got to do Space Mountain. It's got to be Big Thunder. Like, yeah, those are fun. But, you know, you, you know, your time, you know, your trip wouldn't be affected if you didn't do Space Mountain. You know, it's just a roller coaster in the dark, if you ask me. This is true. Yeah. But like Splash, I mean, that's the greatest example of, that's, you know, at least to me, that's the epitome of a Disney attraction. Everything. Music, theming, animatronics up the wazoo, an awesome ride, thrills. Right. And an awesome smell of <laughs> You know, that's, I would say that's a must do, but who knows, you know. To me, though, say Walt. Yes. As also does Mickey's Magic, which I realize he was not alive for, but I feel like his imagination brought that forward. Like all Mm -hmm. the things he had done prior helped them think to do something like that. Although the other day I did watch a little clip um, of the show that was there before. And I think you said it before what the name of it was, but I can't think of what it's called. It looked really cool. So I want to find a full video. I didn't have time that day to look at it, but. It does a great job of giving you like the feels, like the goosebumps. You're like that Disney Renaissance era or like, like it does a great job of, of you know giving you feels. It's, I mean, that's what Disney does best. Exactly, exactly for sure. I mean, must dos. I mean, just sitting on the bench with your family, you know, eating a treat. Yes. Like I can't tell you how many times I just look down and, and, and feel blessed to be able to you know enjoy this time with my family and, and be in such an awesome place. You know, little things like that. I, I think people should do. Yeah, and it's so hard to explain until you've been there. Mm-hmm. as far as what it does for your family, but it really connects you in a way that nothing else can. I think because it reaches so many age groups, it's not set to just one. 
obviously if you're watching Paw Patrol, well, that's not a Disney, but like Vampirina and Doc McStuffins, those are really tending to more younger children. However, the movies try to do a really good job now, Disney movies of reaching all ages. Not that they didn't before, but I think even more now they're trying to cover it so that you do want to sit down and watch the movies with all ages mm -hmm. hanging out. I mean, I think that's what Walt's goal was originally, but sometimes they kind of lost that for a little while and then brought it back. Yeah, we just, before getting on for this, we said, we just, me and the wife and the two boys, we, we sat on the couch and watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which was hilarious. I told you, it was so good. Yeah, it was super good. Like, and there's moments where they're laughing at things we're not, and we're laughing at things they're not, you know? And then all the little uh, uh, scenes with... Uh, Oh, uh, what's his name? They got the Hondu or Rondu. The guy was blue. That was like Quill's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all those scenes, that stuff's like, you know, tugging at the heartstrings. And that, there's a prime example of like that brought us together for, you know, that 40 minutes. We're all snuggled together, laughing together. That's what Disney does best. Yeah. It's like a filter. When you get in those parks, it's like a life filter. It filters out all that static that is every day taking our time away taking our focus away right. it filters out all that mess unless you focus on just having fun like yeah there, you know there's stress with the you know reservations and the genie plus and all that stuff but at the key of it it's filtering out all the bad stuff and letting you focus on the best parts of life and that's spending time together with your family and it's uh, it's timeless it really is and i another thing i know this does involve technology so i apologize about that part but Sometimes when you do have to wait in a long line, you can play a game, you know, you could play heads up or you could make your own game at I Spy or whatever. It's a younger kid, obviously, they can't read to do heads up, but you could play I Spy with them. And that game can go on for a while. I know because I started it one day and parent pickup and I was sorry that I did because it just kept <laughs> going on and on. But at Disney, you could just, you know, I'm just think you could just describe a character your kid and see if they can figure it out. Just there's so many fun things to do. And like you said, just standing there and watching people like you could sit there and have a conversation with your family, but still be people watching. Very entertaining. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have so many amazing memories just standing in lines like with like when my with my siblings when we were young, like a lot of my memories were us like waiting in these lines for forever. Like just, you know, messing around with each other and laughing and talking about what we're going to do next. And now we're like that with the boys. And I'm always talking to people in line. You meet, I've had so many awesome conversations with right. elite strangers because we're connected on this thing that we're enjoying together. Just as people do with like dinner, like breaking bread with people. It's kind of like, kind of like the same feels, at least with me. Yeah, I totally get that. And that was, um, I think that's what's been so much fun about uh, the podcast and then it blossomed into an agency just we are a family and I know a lot of people are like what how can you you guys don't even really know each other I'm like yeah we do mm -hmm. uh, we spend a lot of time together and just talking about the things that we love and that common connection is what makes us family if I know you love this thing the way I love it then by default I love you right you know it's it's a commonality that's is is the simplest human connection you could have, you know, and it's all because some dude was sitting on a park bench and was like, oh, how can I make families come together? Like, you know, kudos to him for all of us. For so long ago to be thinking about that, because really, if you think about it, and it's nothing against any fathers in that era, but most dads just thought their job was go to work, bring home the bacon. Yep, provider. Yeah, and not 
spending that time and I loved that he would talk about his daughters and how he read stories with them and stuff. That's one of my favorite parts of uh, Saving Mr. Banks when he talks about that to the lady uh, P.L. Travers. And he's like, they loved this book. And I thought, well, I have to bring this to other people because if they love this book, other people will love it. And so, yeah, so cool. But yeah, those are, I would say that what you said, the rides for, are the attractions for Magic Kingdom, definitely, mostly because I feel like Walt touched them. I do feel sad. Um, I mean, I love Epcot, don't get me wrong, but I do feel sad that it didn't turn out the way he anticipated. But at the same time, it has amazing elements. I love the World Showcase. I understand if you have small children, although there are some friends that have small children and they love to take their kids there because they're trying to engulf them in cultures. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's great for it's great for that. Like my boys love sushi. I hate it. They love it. But we can go here and get, you know, my care is this closer to getting to Japan right now. You know, here's a closer to getting, to, you know, to, you know, Germany or, you know, Canada. Like it's priceless for that kind of stuff. And it's got great attractions, too. I mean, I love Spaceship Earth. Yes. That's such a good ride. Living the land. All the, the nerdy slow ones are the best ones. Uh, you know, even Figment, even though it's horrible now. That's what uh, <laughs> I think you just have to appreciate it because of, you know, it was this original thing for the park. Yeah. I don't know what it was like then, so I don't know it any different. But I think the cheesy is why I like it. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But you said living with the land and it made me think we have gone how many Christmases and we're not going this year. I know I've said that a hundred times, <laughs> but I did not know that it lit up at night. I don't think I ever realized that. Oh, man, because it's all dark. So, like, you're so used to that dome being lit up. Yes. At night, it's, it's, whole, it's totally different. So, I watched a video and I'm like, oh, man, okay, I have to go. I can't go next year because next year we're going for the quads graduation, but it's okay. There's many more years to come. Yeah. And then Hollywood Studios. I love Hollywood Studios. I think we talked about this a little bit on the Skyliner, but um, it doesn't speak Walt to me as much. No, it's, I mean, that's a, it's a, a brainchild of Eisner and it's reeks of that, you know, and that was supposed to be the competition for Universal Studios. So it has that studios vibe, which is kind of losing, you know, like it doesn't feel like this is where the movies are made. Right. You know, it's, you know, here's where we put lands made from the movies. Right. I mean, it's still a fun park, but we love it. Yeah. But his vibe has definitely changed. It, it has. If I go there, which sadly didn't get to do either of these, but uh, Rock and Roll... Oh, no, I did get to do Rock and Roller Coaster, but Rock and Roller Coaster and uh, Toy Story Midway Mania are the two that I always love to make sure that I get to do. That's awesome. I think that Toy Story Midway Mania, again, it was our first trip, and I just remember riding it with Joey and Kaylee, and we were so psyched about it when we got off. And it was fairly new back then, because I think it... I want to say it opened in 2007 or 2008. And we got there in 2009. So, okay. So, it was still absolutely, obviously, when there was paper fast passes, that was yes. one of the most intense rope drops, was those early Toy Story Midway to Danny. Like, we, I would always be at the rope and it would be just aggressive rush. Yes. I mean, people were getting aggravated with each other, trying to get, I had people yelling at me because I had everybody's fast pass. And one lady's like, you can't have that, get that many fast yes, pass. Yes, you can. <laughs> like, yeah, I get a hundred of them if I have a hundred tickets. Like, you know, your heart would be racing, you're all jacked up on adrenaline for a fast pass. Like, it was the best, I missed that. 
Yeah, that was really fun. Although I did see, um, and I know that Nick talked about this one time when he went with uh, Colin, when they were trying to rush. I don't think it was that park. It was a park though, that they were trying to get in. And like he fell to the ground and the people just kept running over. Like yeah. he was afraid that Colin was gonna get squashed. I mean, it's like rope drop for seven dwarfs. That's, yes. you know, it's not a far distance, but it's a pinch point between the teacups and uh, the treasure cat stand thing there. It's uh, like you kids will get, they'll just get sucked into the masses. Yeah, it's, gotta, right. it's intense. And see, I love that stuff. Like that gets me jacked up. It's like a game to me that I have to win. <laughs> or, like I got buddies that are like, dude, I just want to punch people. I That's the worst feeling in the world. So it's, you know, it's it's different for everybody. Yeah, everybody has their fun. <laughs> yeah, like I want to be the first person in line at the bus stop. I want to be the fourth person in line at the turnstiles. I want to be touching the rope. And my family is as crazy as I am. And it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, you have to have it. I do miss the one thing that I miss. And I don't know if you've ever, if we ever talked about this or not, but was Christmas morning. Oh my gosh, so amazing when they used to bring the train in with Mickey and all the characters and the Main Street singers. Yeah, see, you guys have been a bunch. We've never, I've never done a like on the day holiday down there. I've been down there for Christmas and that stuff like that. But that would be, it's gotta be just bonkers. Well, the first year we went, it was in a lot, and then Nick's like, "You need to stop talking about it. I think you're raising up the people." <laughs> because every year we'd go, it'd get busier, and we're like, "What is going on? It's not supposed to be like this." But then eventually they had to take that show away because um, it was just backing up the crowds and. Mm -hmm. That was even before the pandemic, but they had had the security system put in and it was just making the lines too long and they had to let the people in to Main Street and everything. So it went bye bye. But wow, that was a really I'm sure you could watch it on YouTube videos if anybody wanted to see it. But it was just so magical. Here comes Mickey and Santa riding in on the train and um, it, they would sing a song and welcome us and then they'd open the park and it was awesome. Yeah, the old welcoming show was awesome when they'd have the family of the day. Yeah. And then they got rid of that. I was like, oh, man. Then it went to the stage. And I'm like, yeah, this is a stupid stage show. It's okay. It's still magical. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's, you know what the probably most important must-do thing is? Is be, be a kid again. Like, Yeah, for sure. Break through that wall of, oh, I'm an adult, you know, blah. And just let yourself go. I guarantee you, you will hear your children laugh like you've never heard them laugh before. And it will melt your heart. And you'll never forget it. Like, I'm goofy generally. And I get there, like, it's like, you know, balls to the walls. We go, you know, like, let that inner child out. Breathe. Yes. It's the best. Ugh. It really is. And I think that some people are too serious. Yeah. You, you're going there because you feel young forever. I mean, it, until you go there, you don't realize that. And But then it like, just like with my mom, that whole thing where it took her back to her childhood where she had watched all those Disney movies and seen that castle, but never dreamed that in her lifetime she would see it for real in person. And there it is in front of her. Yeah, and that's what you want. Yeah, there's so many things <laughs> we can talk about. Yeah. I didn't know what else you want to talk about as family. Well. I love Animal Kingdom. I don't know. I mean, obviously, that definitely was not Walt because he was, but he he did love animals. We know that. And they, they did it. They did it well. So is it done in his spirit? I, I would say so because they went the extra mile to make it like. I mean, you're walking through a hand planted jungle. It doesn't get any more intense than that. Like it has his spirit. It doesn't have that Walt feel, right? Like the Magic Kingdom does, which I'm sure that Disneyland is like oversaturated with, which I can't wait to experience. I know. But I love Animal Kingdom. The older I get, the more I like it. I just wish it had like two more attractions would be awesome. 
Well, I think that they're trying to get there. I mean, obviously he can't do too much too fast because he's trying to recover from the man. But the one thing that I do love that they have there, and it was probably six years before we realized that it had a train, was that they put that train in there uh, to go to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Yeah, that's an awesome train ride too. Yeah, well, a, a couple times that we went, there, there were different animals born. And so they were in that little barn that you pass on the way. And we got to actually see the baby hippo the one time because it was out in the barn here, like outside of the barn itself. Everything they do, I feel like they're trying, well, most people anyway, are trying to stick with what Walt wanted, make it family oriented, make it the best that they can and just want people to come back. Yeah, which is so easy to do. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is why we're trying to figure out, hmm, is there a time we can take the weekend and go ride Splash Mountain one more time before it closes? I mean, all the trips we've made, all the times I've been, and I've still yet to do everything. There are, I have a list of things that I haven't done, haven't eaten, haven't tried. It's, I mean, I, I think I read somewhere once that if you wanted to stay in every single room, it would take 70 years. Yes. Like, it's it's so much, so much there. It's And that's what people like, that's my argument. People like, oh, you're going back again? I'm like, you, you know we go every year, so you don't even need to say that. And yeah, like there's still tons of things. Every time we go, we do something new. Every single time. Right. And that is what I've tried to make myself do. And it's so hard. And I don't know why, because we know the food is going to be good no matter where we go. <laughs> yeah. But we, you get your favorites and you're like, oh, well, I have to have that. Well, I have to have that. I have to have this. But yeah, you need to make yourself do other things. It's easy to get in a slump. Yeah. And I'm hoping once they open, well, I did hear that that one play area at Epcot is scrapped, at least for now anyway. You know, that big dome that they built that was going to have the interactive play area for the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm guessing is they did the whole outside and the inside just nothing right now. <laughs> it's just empty. It's going to be a big place where we can go and eat in the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, that works. I was going to say, there's not a lot of seating, so maybe that would work. But yeah. We just wanted you to have a feel for why we think Disney's so important and why it is a great place to take your family. It's the ultimate place to take your family, you know? It's like they have something for everyone, something your grandma will enjoy, something your kids can enjoy with their grandparents and you can all enjoy it together. And that's really hard to do. Like some people like going to the beach. So I hate sand. So like, I don't want to touch the, the beach. I'll be, I'll be by the pool, you know? So like, guess what? Dad's not in any of the sand beach pictures because he hates sand. <laughs> well, you know, here there's something that will fit, you know, like I got one buddy who is super anti-Disney, you know, always ripening me for it. He doesn't understand why I like like it and their last trip I, I i gave him the whole spiel i'm like it's your mindset brother no it's going to be crowded no it's going to be hot and when i talked to him he was like yeah i'll be back he's like you know it, it was it was his mindset and it you know he changed his mindset and he had a great time and he's the greatest dude i know is the best i i have to get my brother back there but again my brother didn't listen and he's you know, he works in the heat all the time. And then he went to Disney World in the middle of June when it was like 102 degrees. 100% humidity. Yeah. And he was just like, it was not fun. 
My brother's the same way. The last time they went, they went over Christmas. Like, so they were there like Christmas Day and four days after. I'm like, that's like, that's black on the calendar. That's the <laughs> worst time to go. He's, and they didn't have any reservations, nothing. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. And he came back. He's like, hey, we're never going back. I'm like, did you do it? Like you said, did you do anything I suggested? No. Well, then you deserved a bad trip because you didn't want something. Right, right. There's, um, there is a happy medium. You don't have to go full hole. No. Um, on with reservation everything but you do need well especially now you still need park reservations yeah that just blows my mind that that um if i didn't know anything about disney the first trip we took was with triple a did it for us but then i researched it enough and did the rest of them from here on out but i just feel so bad for people when they have no idea and they just show up i mean we had a colleague go last i think it was last fall and she's like uh they're saying that I can't get in because I don't have a reservation. Is there anything you can do? And I'm like, who do you think I am? I'm not like Walt's daughter or something. I, <laughs> I have no pull for you. No. I'm like, I see you at work all the time and you never asked us. So it's not like they don't know who to go to. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we're pretty good about the fact there's there's a lot of us in that building that we just, some of us do some people and some of us do the other. And it just depends who goes to you. It's not personal. We just want you to go and have a good time. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine like being a first timer and opening up that website and being like, uh, where do I go? Like, I got to do this. I got to do what? And, you know, I, I know they give prompts for the park reservations, but I'm, it's, it's such an easy thing to overlook. And that's where professionals like us come in. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really do need. And honestly, it's nothing. You can book it. We can book it. It's going to be the exact same amount of money, except for if we book it for you, we're going to do all the footwork. And yeah. that's what I was, the one family that I had in October that went, she was just so worried about the anxieties of her family. And I said, my job is to try to make this as painless as possible for you. Absolutely. That when you get there, you feel like I've explained the parks to you, the layout. Like I actually sat down and talked about the layout of it for them. They picked out their top three things that they hoped to get done, which I thought was a good idea mm -hmm. because- It's a great idea. Then if they got nothing else done, they at least got the top three that they thought they wanted. Yeah, and everything else is a bonus. Right, exactly. And actually, when we had our zoo field trip right before we came to Disney, this mom that had three boys, her son, and then two other boys from my class, she said, I need to know everybody's top thing. And then we're gonna make sure we do everybody's top thing. And then anything else we get is just gravy. And they, of course, had to know what that was. And she goes, that just means that means you get to do that much more if we get to do more than the three things that you guys want. But she said, we all know we can't do everything. So we have to decide what's the most important. And so I would say that's what you do with your family. And honestly, probably for you as much as us. I mean, our kids are older now, but the kids kind of rule the thing just because that's why you're going is you want to share that time with them. Yeah, like your kids dictate the pace that you should go at and just, you know, then the rest is up to you. But, but then another great thing about using an, uh, an, an agent, and especially, you know, when you book with us is all the stuff that we're talking about is like what we're going to spew to you. Like, yeah. I want you to experience the parks how we experience them, not in the manner we experience them, but I want you to feel what we feel and what keeps us going back. Yeah. Like that's priority one and that, and, and, and it's free to you. Like how much better does it get? <laughs> this, yeah. And it is helpful because we do have so much knowledge as far as we can give you tips and tricks that somebody that's never been before it can't. 
Like yeah. you can call and book your trip through Disney, but those agents, they really don't have time to just stay on the phone, hang out with you for a couple hours. Although I've had a couple that I think they wish I would just stay on the phone so they didn't have to take another call. I <laughs> had <laughs> one call my whole shift. She was wonderful. <laughs> well, I know it says something like, uh, now, when you call, it didn't used to say this, but it says something like, please don't have more than 45, or each representative can only spend up to 45 minutes which, with the person on the phone or whatever, however they word it. And I was like, oh, they must have had a problem. Now, that doesn't mean the time that you wait, because that, that two summers ago when Gina and I were uh, tag teaming a seven hour phone call was ridiculous. We waited for seven hours on the phone and just kept listening to the loop, but she got cut off the phone so then I dialed her and then we were both on there and then we did everybody's stuff all at one time when we finally got through. That's the headaches you'll deal with if you have questions. So you're going to sit on hold. You can go online and get a lot of information, but I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people go there one time and they're experts and they're guessing such horrible advice given to people online. It's just like, oh, don't do that. Especially when it used to be fast passes. People are getting fast passes for like the Barnstormer, you know, and Figment. I'm like, oh no, we just wasted it. No. Yeah, it is funny when you, you're like, you don't need a fast pass for that. Yeah, no, please don't do that. Now that you can't pre-book the, well, that's been since June now, but the Genie Plus, my clients are like, which one should I get Genie Plus for? Well, I'm not going to tell you, you have to get it for anything because I know there's other podcast people, they, they're boycotting it. They won't do the Genie Plus. They think it's ridiculous. Yeah, we've never, we went to first, we went the, the week it was dropped, in 21 was the last, our last full family trip there and I was like nope we don't need it like we don't need it and, you know, and people were like oh you know we only rode like three or four rides I'm like how we will at the end of the day it's like 15 rides you know 16 17 rides easy like we don't we don't need it you know I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it and I'm not like all boycotty but right, we right, just right. don't need it like the way we attack the parks it's you know it's, it's not something you have to have if you have a sound strategy and that's what you want to do you can totally make it work for you right it's just we've become this society that if you pay more you get more well instant gratification it's it's not necessarily the truth though no no especially if you don't know how the genie plus works that's what that i've had to tweak in in our planning with a with booking for people because it's changed over just this short year and two months that it's been out and it's just changing again like from yesterday or something like that is it yeah something to do with you can modify your lightning lanes Oh, really? I'm glad they brought that. That's good. Yeah, you don't have to cancel it and try again. You can go in and change them with not, without having to cancel them. Which is how FastPass used to be. At least they're yeah. at least they're listening to some of the things that people are saying because that's the most important part is you want to feel heard. Yeah, absolutely. You want me to carry the message, you know, you got to listen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, listen, thank you. We've been bantering and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I hope what we said was helpful. I hope someone finds it. I enjoyed it. I always enjoyed talking Disney with you because you have like wealth of knowledge that I of years of going that I didn't go, but it didn't make me love Disney any less. That's for sure. <laughs> I do. I mean, I remember watching all the movies. I remember getting stuffed animals. I just, it wasn't a thing. I think because of where I lived. I don't know. But you live in the Midwest too. So. Hey, it's all. It's my mom. Fuck with my mom. Well, she's a good woman. She is the best. We gotta keep her around. <laughs> We're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's sad to think about. 
Well, thanks for joining us. And a few final reminders before we signed off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text Matt or me, Vicki, at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our Instagram, your story travel lower score Vicky Black. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumor and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast. Well, Matt, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. 